Hi, this is Kate Taylor. I've been a member at Ogletown since 2000, and I'm reading Psalm 126, verses 1 through 3. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Thank you, Kate, for reading the scripture today. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Listening Up. I'm Evan Collier, one of the associate pastors. Today, we continue to look at that group of psalms known as the Songs of Ascent. These are songs for pilgrims made to be sung. By way of introduction to Psalm 126, most of the psalms are written by David or one of his choir masters. Of course, the other one that we studied the other week was by Moses. This one was written long after David, so the author is actually unknown. It's written after a major event in the life of Israel known as the Babylonian captivity. If you've read through the Bible, especially Judges, you will see a pattern of Israel sinning and being judged. For centuries, they followed this pattern while living in the Promised Land. God allowed seven countries to invade and oppress them. Each time they turned from their sins, He would deliver them. But eventually, God said that they had polluted the land and that the land was going to spit them out. When they reached that point, another nation invaded and actually marched them out of the land. In this foreign land, Babylon, they settled and led sometimes prosperous lives, but they always longed to go home. Another psalm, Psalm 137, speaks of how they lost their song in Babylon. They sat by strange rivers and wept and refused to sing the songs of home for their captors. They were in a hopeless and overwhelming situation, and what they needed was rescue. That is what we're going to talk about today in our brief time. A few observations about rescue from these verses. First, we need rescue when a situation is hopeless or overwhelming. Their captivity certainly was. They'd been beaten militarily and then deported from their homes. There was no king or leader who could help them. Verse 1 speaks of their fortunes being restored, which assumes that their fortunes had been lost. They were out of resources completely. Second, a rescuer requires a liberator who has strength and wisdom. Three times this rescuer is named in this psalm. His name is the Lord. His strength is noticed by the nations after he brings them back. They say, the Lord has done great things. Finally, rescue deserves a response. They responded by being in a daze. As they caravan back to their land, it felt like a dream to them. It was just too good to be true. Then, as the reality sunk in, they burst into praise. They laughed. They shouted with joy. Even the nations around them had to admit, the Lord has done great things for them. This is not said, but it's probably implied that these are things our gods can't do. Israel isn't used to agreeing with the nations very often, but here they agree with their pagan neighbors. The Lord has done great things. And then they add, for us. I love the simple summary that follows. And we are glad. Isaiah refers to this very rescue from Babylon, but he calls it something else. I want you to see if you can hear what it is. Isaiah 52.10 reads, The Lord bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Did you catch that? He calls this very rescue salvation. This kind of mighty work of our God is the same kind as our salvation. The rescue of Israel points to our rescue. 
A pastor in the 1700s named Matthew Henry actually gave some really good and simple points for us to consider. First, when God moves, we should see it as great. Our salvation is nothing less than a movement from death and slavery to the kingdom of light. It doesn't matter whether you're a child or an old man. It's all great. Second, we need to remember that God is the author of all good things for the church. Every good gift that we enjoy was purchased by Jesus on the cross. Finally, it is good for us to observe what God has done and rejoice. We cannot spend too much time stopping and thinking about God's amazing work. And then, when it finally hits us, we should tell someone. We should sing about it. Kids, you can even dance for joy. Adults, you can dance for joy, too. It embarrasses your kids, but you could do it. But you don't actually have to. Sometimes you can just enjoy God by being still. All of us should notice and rejoice in our salvation. Maybe today your need for rescue takes a more concrete form. Like Israel, you may be in a place where your only way out is rescue. You may be facing something overwhelming, and you're helpless to change it. Let me tell you that it's okay to mourn beside the river of your captivity. It is important to realize that this world is not our home. It is a beautiful place, but there is much wrong with it, and we may live with the results of it all of our days. It is right to mourn beside the river of our captivity. However, you must temper your mourning with the knowledge that God has already done great things for your spiritual bondage, and He is great. He may move in that impossible situation yet. If you see that day, it may amaze you. You may think that it's a dream, and then you must sing for joy. Perhaps you will be a testimony to a watching world who will be forced to admit that God has done great things with you. Let's read these comforting verses again. When the Lord restores the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongues with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. I want to thank you again for tuning into Listening Up. If you were blessed by today's episode, I hope you'll mention it to someone else. If you'd like to be one of the readers at the beginning, we've got some openings. Just let Pastor Champ know, and he'll get you the instructions. For the latest information about our church, as always, please visit oldtown.org updates. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.